happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to NL News. Then. Now, yesterday was a meeting of Kamloops City Council, and as per usual, pleased to welcome to the show now the Mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how you doing here today? Very good, thank you, Jeff. Well, appreciate you coming on the show. Now, uh, before we get to council, I wanted to start with what happened early on this week. Of course, Monday did mark the one-year anniversary of that tragic Snowbirds plane crash here in Kamloops in the Brock neighborhood. Uh, you were able to, you know, get some uh, individuals together with the Snowbirds, those who were connected to the late Captain Jennifer Casey, to come down and, and sort of unveil the plan for the future Fulton Field Park here. Just what was it like to, to have all those individuals individuals in one room and, and what kind of memories did it bring back for you just in how the city dealt with the situation and how we continue to try to remember what happened on May 17th, 2020? Yeah, you know, it, it was an emotional day and uh, it certainly brought back a, a lot of the uh, feelings of uh, May 17th of last year. We had uh, uh, Morgan Muse, who was a, a childhood friend of uh, Jen Casey, uh, as they'd been friends since they were four years old and had gone through school and, and then on to uh, King's College and Dalhousie University together. And then uh, Dan McDonald, a university friend uh, of uh, all of them. And then uh, uh, Jen Casey's uh, partner, uh, another uh, pilot from the Snowbirds, uh, Scott Boyd. So uh, I had an opportunity to meet with them and, and get to know uh, Jen Casey and uh, you know uh, certainly uh, Dan and Morgan spoke about her uh, prior to her military career and then uh, Scott of course her her uh, time with the uh, armed forces and as the communications officer for the snowbird so it really helped me uh, understand her better and uh, certainly uh, she was I think they described her as the quintessential Canadian and uh, it, that was really uh, interesting and then got to share with them uh, the plans that we had to uh, you know provide a memorial for Jen Casey at uh, Fulton Field Park and uh, they agreed to uh, assist in the unveiling of that which was difficult for them but I think uh, on many ways it was healing so uh, I think we we did uh, a good job there so yeah I think it was a really great um, you know ceremony that was held and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Fulton Field Park looks like when it is constructed in a couple of years time I think it's going to be a very emotional place to go and visit and uh, a very nice place to visit once it is up and constructed. Okay, uh, we also, I hate going from one kind of tragic story to another, but uh, just yesterday I heard about uh, Captain Brian Lannon with the uh, Kamloops Fire and Rescue Team apparently losing his life in a diving accident over the weekend. I mean, just when you hear, you know, losing valuable members of the community in such a tragic way, and, and, and obviously someone who you know, has a lot of involvement in, in fighting fires and keeping our community safe. It's obviously difficult to read these types of stories. I mean, what is what does this do to the, the morale, I guess, of the city staff and in particular the firefighters that are involved here? Yeah, you know, a, a real tragedy. Uh, our uh, uh, staff advised me of it Saturday night that uh, he had been lost and it was a recovery uh, effort at that point. And, uh, you know, there's really uh, two levels of loss here, obviously, for uh, his family, uh, his immediate family, and his KFR family. And, uh, you know, that is truly a family when you uh, serve with the KFR. And uh, his loss is going to be felt uh, not just at Hall 
seven, but throughout the department and throughout the city of Kamloops, uh, the fire chief sent a note to uh, city staff yesterday, and uh, there's generally a, a, a pall over our operations as a result uh, because of uh, the fact he was a 22-year employee with the city of Kamloops and uh, gave up a lot in terms of the service to the citizens of Kamloops. So. Okay, uh, always difficult to transition from stories such as those, but I do want to get into some of council yesterday, and I think that the big topic of discussion coming out of yesterday's meeting is in regards to Riverside Park. Uh, council voting 7-2 to move ahead with... Uh, kind of adding some commercial activity down at Riverside. A one-year pilot program going to be administered by Tourism Kamloops. Things like sports equipment rentals and, you know, some food trucks and stuff going to be coming to Riverside Park this summer as a result of this one-year pilot. Um, is there any concern that you have with it? There was a lot of concern, I know, when it comes to things like liability, I guess, with particular water sport activities that could be taking place as a result. Do you have any concerns with this one-year pilot? Uh, no, I, I supported the pilot. Uh, I think it's exactly what it says it is. It's a pilot to see uh, what works and what doesn't in terms of uh, uh, adding uh, some features to uh, that area of Riverside Park. But I, you know, I think we need to uh, be clear about a few things. I, I mean, opponents to it were uh, suggesting the entire park was going to look like Coney Island, and uh, that's really not in the cards. This is the area right around the old concession building. It's already mm -hmm. paved. It's an area where currently we have a security station because of the behaviors that we're finding in and around the park. So uh, part and parcel of this is to animate that space and uh, it's scheduled to be torn down. So uh, Tourism Kamloops uh, brought forward a proposal to the Parks Engagement Group that would see uh, them on a trial basis uh, working with uh, some recreational entrepreneurs to provide uh, services there. Uh, yes, uh, things like uh, jet skis are not in the in the business. This would be uh, passive water sports and uh, kinds of equipment that you might uh, want to use for uh, playing games and things in the in the park uh, that you may not bring with you, as well as bicycle rentals that they were going to couple with food trucks, which are already allowed there anyway. So, uh, you know, it's a one year. Uh, trial uh, council uh, by a majority vote of seven to two uh, felt that uh, it was worth the experiment and uh, the liability would rest with uh, the uh, operators themselves, not with the citizens of Kamloops. And the risks would be there for them too in terms of whether this is su uh, successful or not. We're certainly not underwriting any of these uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. But, you know, th this is a, a, a uh, you know, hopefully post-COVID uh, experiment, there, there are a number of uh, tourist products that we have, uh, and we compete uh, as a city with other cities that have similar kinds of products to uh, get that tourist here and get the, uh, the tourist spend in Kamloops, which in turn supports uh, the hospitality and tourism industry, which supports Kamloops residents. So they're hurting right now, and they're just sort of hanging on. So the opportunity to explore the notion of being a tourist in your own town and uh, opening up uh, eventually to regional tourism and then hopefully to British Columbia tourism uh, is a, a way to build back from uh, what has truly been a devastating 18 months.
Yeah, I'm totally in favor of doing this as a one-year pilot. I think it makes a whole lot of sense to try to uh, increase some of the activity down there and just provide some more options for, you know, things to do in the park. Was there any talk about what success of this pilot might actually be, or is that a conversation for down the road? Well, you know, I, I, I think, and, and certainly uh, critics of uh, the proposal said there wasn't enough information, there wasn't enough consultation, and, and, and perhaps uh, they're right on both counts to some degree. Uh, there isn't a, a fulsome business case here. It, it wasn't a researched, uh, you know, economic proposal. It's an idea, uh, just like uh, sidewalk extensions are an idea to try to help restaurants, right? Uh, but if it works, uh, then I think uh, it would be worthy of exploring and when you explored it you might decide hey is this the right location maybe MacArthur Island might be better maybe we should be closer to Kamloops Lake with uh, water sports things uh, maybe we should uh, look at Pioneer Park or maybe we should look at other some uh, some of the other park areas for uh, equipment rentals and mm-hmm. things like that uh, certainly the bicycle rental idea it's great adjacent to the Rivers Trail but maybe that's the not the correct entry point you know so all of those things would be looked at uh, if it's successful and I suspect maybe some elements of it will be successful and others will fail uh, so let's build on the successful components and uh, leave the uh, other ones to themselves I understand uh, that staff was given direction to write a letter to the BC Utilities Commission uh, about BC Hydro streetlights you can correct me if I'm saying this wrong but I guess what is that all about what are you looking to see come from this letter to the Utilities Commission yeah interesting discussion yesterday about streetlights and as I said uh, you know I, I looked at the report on streetlights and thought it was going to be a kind of whole hum kind of thing until I uh, realized that we are uh, paying about a million dollars a year to rent streetlights from BC Hydro and uh, there is a move to uh, switch those uh, lights from uh, the mercury vapor lights which is the old style to uh, LED lights uh, with that comes a a lot of change in the overall lighting of the community and uh, uh, lighting just like Riverside Park is kind of a hot button issue Uh, there are some parts of the community that uh, really don't want the intrusion of light uh, feel it as light pollution and there are other parts of the community that want uh, every nook and cranny uh, lit up and so uh, the change over uh, from those lights is going to uh, create a a number of uh, uh, problems that I hadn't anticipated, but certainly our our civic operations team had in terms of the location of light poles and the uh, direction of LED lights and and, uh, whether or not those become um, uh, an annoyance to certain residents and that. So a lot of discussion about that, and uh, we have uh, decided uh, as a city to seek intervener status in the Utilities Commission uh, debate with respect to this and uh, we will look uh, down the road to uh, getting away from uh, leasing uh, these uh, streetlights and operating more of our own and there's a mixed right now but uh, we would eventually take that all over yeah it's the like any light that's on a wood post right is owned by bc hydro is that correct 
Yeah, that's my understanding of it. And and uh, as uh, Jen Fretz, our uh, director of civic operations, said, a lot of it is uh, historical. When Kamloops was amalgamated, the different villages that were part of uh, the amalgamated city of Kamloops had different arrangements in terms of how they had uh, developed street lighting. It's something that, you know, you invest the capital in and buy it, or you decide not to keep the capital and, and, and uh, just have increased increased operating costs, and that's a, a standard public policy debate that we see over a whole host of different things. We'll, we'll wrap things up here, Ken, but uh, vaccinations, you wanted to talk a little bit about this. I'm set to get mine on Friday, and I know that I can't wait to get my first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. What's your message to the community here right now? Well, first of all, I'm delighted that uh, you're in the in the lineup, and and that's the age group that I, I really want to uh, see that kind of 20 to 40 uh, age group, and and uh, we've uh, we're getting close, we're getting so close we can almost taste it to uh, being able to lift some of these restrictions and and get things back to normal, and uh, that is uh, only going to be uh, impeded by the fact that there would be a larger uh, than desirable unvaccinated population in Kamloops. And I, I kind of uh, draw a comparison to a forest fire. You know, we, we work hard to get the major part of the fire out, uh, and then we kind of forget about the forest fire, but we should not do that. Uh, unvaccinated populations are like the hot spots in a forest fire. You have to keep working at them and making sure you get them all out or else uh, that can flare up. And, and uh, it can flare up by uh, an unvaccinated person flying to Kamloops to attend a wedding to only uh, incite an outbreak and uh, have uh, another round of closures and lockdowns. So we really need to, as a community, take this uh, last push uh, to get the one dose uh, into the arms of uh, as many Kamloopsians as we possibly can and uh, then work with the health authority to uh, get our second shots uh, going forward. The clinics at uh, TCC and Mac Isle, uh, I've heard from uh, countless people that have been there, they're efficient, it doesn't take a lot of time out of your day, it's painless and it does give you that sense of uh, relief. I know I had it and I hope you have it when you get your shot uh, this week. And we know that uh, anyone out there who's worried about missing work or something, your employer is required to give you three hours off to go get your vaccine. So that should not be a hindrance by any means. Yeah, Mayor, same thing as voting. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, Mayor, thank you so much for the time as always. Appreciate this. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and hopefully we get a chance to catch up soon. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome stuff. Kamloops Mayor right there, Ken Christian, speaking to a number of different topics from the Snowbirds and the future Fulton Field Park. The loss of a fire captain here in Kamloops. Again, my condolences go out to all who are mourning that loss, the KFR family and the family involved as well. And I also, uh, we talked about Riverside Park and the increased commercial activity that will be coming that way. You know, you mentioned food trucks kind of already go down to Riverside Park, uh, but maybe we'll see a, a few more vendors head down that way now that this pilot program gets underway. And, uh, you know, some, some sport rentals that could be taking place as well. Looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Um, and also talking about... The city owning all the hydro poles here in town. Wouldn't that be a, a nice addition? About a million bucks a year spent on renting some, some hydro poles. I mean, that doesn't seem like a great use of money, so I think that would be good to see the city take ownership of those and start to move things into a more energy-efficient direction as well. So my thanks to Ken, as always, for coming on the program and speaking to a number of different issues, and uh, we'll definitely hope to catch up again in the not-too-distant future.